0: I'm Lula,
1: and I'm Jude,
0: and welcome back to Just Friends. Woo! Okay, we are on episode twenty-eight. I'm gonna stop saying what episode we're on for the people.
1: Who yeah, unless it's like a special episode. I feel like
0: that's a special episode,
1: like episode fifty.
0: Oh, okay, got it. Okay, see you again at episode fifty. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is Jude and I second one-on-one virtual pod and that's all i have to say hi-lo buffalo
1: we're just going <laughs> right in
0: yes do you want to start sure okay
1: um my high is um hmm
0: <laughs> l-o-l
1: um i had a really nice road trip down to arizona i'm in arizona if you all don't know that and from seattle so that's like three days of driving. And um, it was nice. Like just seeing the US in a different way is pretty cool. Um, also like listening to like audiobooks and podcasts and just calling people, like, because that's the only thing you can do, is kind of lovely. And listening to music, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lula, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I will say that I think that so I hate traveling on planes because it's just like too claustrophobic and i don't get to see anything and it's pretty cool to like see the world you know i don't know see this is kind of a lame high which i think we'll go into our low moods in general
0: let's get into it um yeah my high is i think my high was going upstate i was upstate last week not nyack which is downstate for all the haters. Went for real upstate. And like in the middle of the woods, like nothing around. Um, which is where we recorded the last pod from with Faith shout out. It was so fun. Woo. Woo. Um <laughs> Us hearings in small amounts at different times so we don't overlap. Anyway, yeah, being upstate was lovely. Um, I think it's the I stayed for like five days. It was like the longest I'd been in nature with like no interaction with civilization, to be honest. I was like a twenty, thirty minute drive from like town. Um, which is kind of deep, at least in my experience, and is very, very different um from being on a college campus. And it was so lovely. It was so like very much felt like a reset, which I feel like I've been needing for a year. So that was good. (laughs) Um, That was my high.
1: Do you feel reset?
0: Yes, but like weird, like came home and like a lot of plans that were formerly made changed like all in the same day. Coincidentally, like universe was doing her thing. So I was a little like, whoa, back to reality. I hate it here, which we'll get into.
1: I think that's like a weird thing about any like Retreat or vacation, like even when you go, like take like a holiday, which is supposed to be like a reset, and then you like come back and you have all of these things to do and all these people to connect with and all of these like things to check off your list. Like, how is that a reset? Like, I always get confused. Like, I'm just curious. Maybe it is. I mean, this kind of goes into like the topic for today, so we can save this. But like, I don't know. I I would rather like stay steady throughout my life and not feel like I have like waves of things to do. I don't know.
0: Mm. No, that makes sense. I mean, I feel like it was a reset because I just like needed a break, like I needed like closest thing to like radio silence as possible. But then um, I don't know. I agree with you that like I came back and I was uh, just like everything feels like a way bigger task than it actually is. Because then I was coming from like doing nothing and not being, I don't know, a member of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like since I've come back, I've just been like ignoring like 40 texts. Uh it's Goodbye. fine. Let's get into your low.
1: Okay. Um, my low is simple. It's this nine to five job idea. Like, mm. I get it. Like, oh, it's cool. But what? Why do we start at nine a.m.? Like, that's the thing I'm stuck on. Like a five p.m. okay. But like, um, yeah, I just like have I didn't really understand the privilege of being a college student and like waking up at 11 and being like, why am I up so early? You know? Mm. Cause now I'm like waking up at like 7am to get my like day started. And I just am exhausted. Like, I think you can probably hear it in my voice from this podcast. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just like, Oh my God. Like everything is, I, I just feel like zombie walking. Um, and so, yeah, I guess like, Say no to the nine to five. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like I get the nine to five. It's like just a little early than I earlier than I expected, which is Mm self-inflicted, which we can talk about because I wake up earlier than nine o'clock. Right. But I was
0: like, if I had a nine to five, I'd be waking up at
1: 840. Yeah. But I'm I'm waking (laughs) up at seven. So we can talk about that. Right. But well, I just didn't really register how like fortunate we are in college. Like I don't think about that as a privilege to like be able to construct my own schedule and wake up when I want to
0: true it's so funny sometimes like at school i've never had a 9 a.m the earliest class i've had at yale is a 10 30 and i was like i'm never fucking doing that again and it's so weird because i think back to being in high school when i had like my school they started at 7 a.m like i was in the building yeah that's insane to
1: me no i remember like in middle school i'd wake up at like 6 30 so i could like make myself breakfast because i was like an adult you know and like (laughs) (laughs)
0: At 6:30. <laughs> Little Jude was on his grind. Yeah, it's crazy. Like now yeah. if I like have to set an alarm before the like double digits, I like have a real freak out. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah.
1: No, I, yeah. I also like just, because this is too cute of a story or too embarrassing of a story not to share, but my, my, like for Christmas, I got like a, a kid's shaving set. So it was like a razor. When Jude? Like when I was like, at, like in middle school when I was waking okay, up but like, you
0: could have meant like this oh. Christmas you gave zero context
1: <laughs> that's so funny no no this was like when I was like a child but okay. like like I was not growing any facial hair but like okay. I would like still shave every morning with my fake razor oh my god so that save I was like him, oh guys. I'm a man you save know? him <laughs> okay See, no early roots of insecurities with masculinity Lula
0: <laughs> love him Okay. Um shout out Jude. Maybe Wait. that should be our picture for this episode. You shaving. You know what I'm talking about? The ones we took. Yeah,
1: I like that. Okay, we'll that. let's
0: see. Shout out That's Coco. Cute. Um, and Jude's tiny shaving set. Whatever. I don't even know. I'm delirious. Let's get into my low. My low <laughs> is that. Hmm. I hate being virtual. I think this is really right now I mean it in the pod, like it just uh, it's really such, mm, I'm gonna sound very complainy for a few minutes, but as i I just like stuttered because I'm thinking about the whole not realizing privilege of being in college moment, but I don't know. um, recording virtually like super super sucks, in my opinion. And that's like, uh, we used to be in your dorm room and it was so fun, but also just like logistically easier. Um, But I don't know. I think there's a real Mm-mm-mm, trauma. I feel strongly enough about this to use that word with Zoom and COVID and the pandemic that a lot of humans have, including myself. And I don't really realize it. Like it goes very, very unrecognized for me. But then sometimes, like, I will get a Zoom link, even from you. Like, even if it's about the pod, which I am always looking forward to recording. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And I don't know. I've just, like, become so much worse with, like, emotionally, with, like, being physically distant from people. And I think that's also a comparison to college. Like, when you're there, I think there's so much other, like, noise going on in the little college life that it's very easy to take for granted. Like, Oh, I live a five minute walk at the absolute max from like anyone that I could want to see right now. Um, so it just kind of sucks. It's just kind of a little sad and I guess it's lovely. Cause it's like, Oh, things to look forward to. We love so many people, blah, 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 blah. But yes, I do not like doing things virtually which is also ironic because my whole job this summer is virtual, LOL. That's my low.
1: (laughs) Can I add one piece to that? Please. I like, I second that. Like, I mean, the virtual piece, especially with the pod, I didn't know how hard it was going to be. And I I think the technical side is, like, a very big issue. But I also just think that, like, while this still is by far, like, the most fulfilling piece in my life, like, I still get – I had another – there was another layer to the pod for me when we were in person, which was it was just so grounding as well. Totally. And I still feel fulfilled by this, but I don't know if I ever, like, feel grounded by this. And I think it's because, like, I totally relate to the, like, trauma. Like, it's just not, like, part of the beauty, I think, of our podcast and, like, us talking is that we're very vulnerable and, like, Mm -hmm. really open and, like, really ourselves. But it's hard to do that when, like, I'm talking to, like, a little, like, tiny, like, square of you – Right? Yeah. Like, even, like, at the beginning of every single time we record, we hold our, each other's hands and we take a deep breath
0: mm-hmm. and we breathe out.
1: And, like, mm-hmm. we can't do that here. Yeah. And, like, that just changes the, like, energy. Um, So, yeah, I the virtual piece sucks. And yet, thank God we still do it.
0: Yes, completely. Completely on the last point. You know the thing when it's, like, if you put a bunch of singers in a room singing the same thing, like, their heartbeats sync up?
1: Yeah. Emergency. It's,
0: like missing that energy yeah
1: Ah,
0: i don't know i also just think i'm like generally whatever maybe this i don't even know what i'm talking about if this is a purge or a low i'm just like ranting now who cares at this point i just feel like i've always known this about myself i'm like very bad at texting Like, I'm just, it's not for me. I never like it. I would so much rather call someone or have them call me. And that makes it, like, very hard to feel like I'm maintaining relationships that are very important to me over the summer. I second that. Yeah. I think, actually, this might go into what we're talking about later with, like, FOMO stuff.
1: Yeah, we keep we keep like ominously alluding to it, but I know, wait, yeah. I
0: don't even know guys, but I am hold, I hold, I'm pleading the fifth for now. Yeah, okay. Do close. you have a Buffalo?
1: Yeah, I do have a Buffalo. Go for and, it. Um, I realized it today I had a different Buffalo. And then today I was like, wow, I bamboozled myself so hard. <laughs> so here's my Buffalo for the majority of my life. I have been pushing off learning how to computer code. Um, and I've always really enjoyed it. like, I've, like, since day one, I was, like, yo, Scratch, I was, like, number one Scratch user. Scratch
0: as fuck.
1: I loved Mm. Scratch. And, like, I loved building on Scratch. And, like, even, like, whenever, like, I had, like, coding projects in math class, I loved doing those. But then any time when I was, like, oh, let me take a real coding class, specifically in college, I was, like, no, like, I don't want it to ruin the fun of coding. And I, like, created this narrative of, like, why I shouldn't be taking coding classes, And now I'm learning how to code and by myself. And do I wish I took a coding class like so badly? Hmm. And so I don't know. I'm just like aware of like my, the Buffalo is like, I think it's cool and interesting to like catch it in action being like, oh, this was some defense mechanism of me being scared to learn something. Or there was some deeper reason for like me not wanting to learn code. Maybe I don't know why. And yet now I knew I was going to learn it at some point and yet now I'm learning it. And like, it's just like, why did I do this to myself? Um. So yeah, that's my Buffalo is just like, maybe like, if you're interested in something, like pursue it, be a student in it, like take it on full head. And if you don't like it, then like better known then back then. Like, I wish I knew if I didn't like coding back then than now, right. Which I happen to like coding. So like now I wish I took coding classes way long ago. It's just like, take it face on.
0: I have a lot of things to say. Well, do I? Can you guys tell I'm asleep right now? <laughs> you just have a terrified face. I had a lot. His of... so, like... eyes were shut the
1: whole time. I'm going to be. No, I'm just
0: I have a lot of things to say that came up when you were talking. And then, as I said, I have a lot of things to say. I was like, do I remember one of them? Is what just <laughs> happened. But again, <okay, laughs> to sum up, Jesus Help me. Okay, I think to sum up uh, my thoughts on your thoughts.
1: She's banging your head.
0: I think (laughs) what you all just said. You all, Jude. (laughs) Singular. This is going to be the whole episode. Just trying to come up with a thought. (laughs) You got it. What came up for me when you were just talking is that... Yes, super valid. And I remember you talking yourself out of taking coding classes. And also, I think it is a super valid concern to be like, "Mm, I might hate this if I take a structured course in it. Like, I think you are learning it on your own, which I think is awesome. And I think you are like a dedicated and motivated enough human to do that successfully, which is huge. But I also think I don't know, like, I feel like I've taken a bunch of classes or not even necessarily classes, just like engaged with something that I'm super passionate about in a structured learning environment, like even stuff over the summer. And I end up like really resenting it for one reason or another. So I think that sucks. Like my immediate reaction to what you just said is that, like, I think it's great that you're learning it independently because I do think, like, a part of me does think if you took, like, Yale coding classes, you could have hated it.
1: Yes, and the thing that also comes up, which mm-hmm. I want to hear your Buffalo, but this dies directly into the podcast, or, like, the main okay. geeking out section, too, Classic. is that I self-impose structure on myself probably more intensely than Yale would. Like, Yale puts a structure of, like, oh, this is, like, the homework you have, and this, and I do the same thing. <laughs> so, like, it's different because an instructor's not telling me what to do, but an instructor like myself is telling me what to do, you know? Okay,
0: T, everyone remember what you just said. I'm going to say my buffalo in one sentence. I am in New York. The sky is on fire because of the fires in Canada, and I am so scared for the climate and the world. And I am literally delirious because I was walking around in the smoke and didn't think I needed a mask and I should have been wearing a mask when the weather app said, these are very harmful conditions. Beware. And it's so scary looking outside and being like, we're in an apocalypse.
1: And what month is it?
0: Mm, very early June. Yikes. Yeah. That's my one sentence, Buffalo. Okay. Thank you. I don't. Yeah. What, dude? Why it's are you just, laughing?
1: Well, no, it's sad. It's sad. It's really scary. I don't really know yes. how to respond. Like, Yeah.
0: I'm like laughing through me being super terrified for the world. Yeah. Like, all of today, I was kind of like, what's the point of doing anything? LOL. The earth is going to burn.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Back to the podcast.
1: Yikes. (laughs) This episode is looking up to be a fun one.
0: (laughs) We are talking about Jude's self-imposed structure.
1: Which brings us, I guess, to the main topic of the episode, which is, like, productivity in general. And I think Lula wants, I think there's this, this conversation can go into a wide variety of different directions. I will Mm -hmm. say that like, it is similar to the episode that we did like two weeks ago when we were talking about kind of like selling out and like the meaning of life through work. And I just want to acknowledge that like this podcast is kind of what is on our mind. And clearly this stuff has been on our mind, like clearly this stuff. And it's really interesting that all of this stuff is coming up and is like, we we feel the need to discuss it during summer. Which is like the the point that I feel the most strongly about right now is that like mm-hmm. the productivity piece and the frustration with productivity is coming up during our quote unquote rest period.
0: That was a great intro. I think I agree my focus is on the summer. I knew we were going to be talking about productivity and I was like, hmm, that feels very similar to what we talked about last week. And I feel like there's more a more specific, like I don't know, mental block mental like focus that i'm having within the huge bucket of like productivity and then last night i was with barina and caroline shout out and i don't know who said it but someone was like productive summer and i literally texted it to you in quotes because i was like what wait a second wait a second yeah
1: i remember figuring out my plans for the summer and I remember talking to my mom and being like, oh, I'm, I am think I told you this, too. Like, I'm excited to get my, quote, life together this summer. And I remember saying that. Um, and I think in my head that meant, like, waking up at 7 a.m., working out, meditating, eating a good breakfast, going to work from 9 to 5, coming back, like, doing work on my project, like, getting my life together. And, like, what that means to me, like, what – somehow that became a synonym for productive. Right, Mm. and in all sense of the word. And as I've sat and thought more and more about that, I am curious, and I'm I'm challenging myself to understand why that is my definition of getting my life together. Because getting my life together could also mean like finding the play in life. And like I keep coming back to like I'm obsessed with this idea right now of the Phineas and Ferb summer. I just have like TM TM that. Like I don't know. Like I've been like I love that idea. And I don't. If you guys don't watch Phineas and Ferb, it's a great show that. Put I it don't on wa- right now. I, I don't want it There's now 104 anymore. Days. <laughs> <laughs> vacation, so good. Um, and like the whole idea of the show is that these like two kids like spend their summer and don't know what to do, and they build fun things, and they just let their creativity and imagination kind of run amok, and it's awesome. Um, and now we're in college, and although we're allowed to go and do whatever we want. Travel, do nothing, have a Phineas and Ferb summer. There's a lot of pressure internally and from and externally to get a job and work and be productive and do something that's like good for your resume. Um and I think that's super sad. Like I get it. Not fully. I don't fully get it. I don't know why we're like, this is our like, they literally say this is your last summer. Like summers don't exist after this.
0: It's also just like, I don't know. I'm thinking of like the few people I know who are really like traveling or doing some incredible like focused community service sort of program or like whatever it is. And it's such a big deal that this person is doing that because it's so not the norm. Like, it's like, oh, my God, they're like, whatever, stepping off the fucking conveyor belt, the treadmill, whatever you want to say. And I don't know. I'm just like, I think what you were saying at the beginning of the like getting my life together thing and that becoming a synonym for like being productive is super, super interesting. School's been out for like a month at this point. I feel like I've been doing nothing because I like haven't started a job yet. But I've like, in fact, been doing so much and like week to week as we record the pod, I have not been in the same place. Like I've been bouncing all over and just putting my energy into other things, which has been so lovely. But sometimes I feel like I'm like drowning in doing nothing. Like I feel like I'm like wasting away or some shit. And what I keep end up fucking saying in therapy, and she's like, I don't get it. (laughs) She's like, I don't get where this is coming from. Is that I'm like, I feel like if I'm not like adhering to a schedule or like having some literal product at like the end of the day, like checking off something, then I've like failed at the day. And I literally cannot tell if that's just because I've been trained to, like, operate that way. Like, this is, okay, this is so, uh, like, analytical and way too much to even say effectively. But what I get stuck at is the whole getting my life together thing. Because I feel that too. And even when I went to Pine Bush, which is upstate, where I was talking about where I was last week. I was like, I need to go and like rest so that I can come back and get my life together. What does that mean? And also, why can't we have our lives together in school? Like, that's where we are the majority of our life, these four years. And we're like, what? We need summer to start so we can like be productive after eight months of college.
1: Yeah, like in I'm literally school-
0: banging the table. <laughs> Sorry, Jude, I cut no. you off.
1: No, I cut you off. But like in school, that is like our most productive. Like we are grinding all the time. Like, like finals period, like what is, is that not productive? Like, what?
0: Like, we're being, like, being a student is such a full time job. And every, basically everyone I know has other jobs while being in school.
1: The part that like really resonates with me and pisses me off that you just said is like the you failed at your day if you weren't productive, like if you didn't check something off or you don't Mm -hmm. have a product and i think that like part is what's really sticking with me too because i'm looking and seeing at how unfulfilling and unstable productivity actually is um Mm. and in a sense of like it really only matters for the one day you're living
0: like crazy thing to say but true
1: Right, like if you're living in your productive good, but if you're not, you're gonna like I hate my day. I had a terrible day, bad Jude. Right, but the next day, I have to be productive, or it's it's the same thing. Like you don't. It's not like they like. It's not like if you're good for like X amount of days, you then get another. You get one. That's uh, a poorly worded. Yeah. No, you, I you I literally
0: something. I'm thinking. Sorry, multiple things today, but the very last thing you just said is literally like a Black Mirror episode. Like, oh, if you do your fucking little stupid sim items this day, you'll get to live another day and then do more stupid little sim items. And I'm not saying they're all stupid. Sorry. Let me be less annoying. I think there are a lot of humans who do a lot of wonderful things. And this gets me to my bigger point. What is productivity? because what does it even mean to be productive we need to redefine it and i don't mean we but i mean the world no i think we should
1: let's talk about it
0: like here's my main thing that came up when you were talking why is productivity not self-care like if i'm like what i just said like i don't feel like whatever i haven't done the day if i haven't check something off like i feel like i failed the day if i haven't checked something off i should be feeling like i failed the day if i didn't do something to make myself feel better
1: Ooh, okay that's interesting i like that you know what i'm saying okay but then can i can i push something can i push back a little bit please because i think self-care is working out right like taking care of your body right oh
0: bitch i never work out
1: yeah but i but i do but it's (laughs) right not for self-care it's for productivity Like, I'm, Hmm. I won't, like, I'm not, like, it it may have used to been self-care, but it has become something where, like, I have to get it done because otherwise I'm not going to be productive during the day if I don't work out. Like, the the whole day is screwed if I don't work out or something. Like, there's, like, a whole, like, narrative that I've constructed Hmm. behind this. And also, like, there are plenty of days that I don't want to work out, that my body doesn't want to work out, I'm in pain, whatever, and yet I still get up and still go work out. And it's not because I like it. It's because of the productivity piece. And so, mm-hmm. like, I think super quickly. As soon as we change, or at least this is for me. Like, I'm I I have a li- I have a really weird relationship with productivity. But like, <laughs> Be got it. But like, as soon as I take something that is self care and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna add this into my routine and make it a piece of productivity, it doesn't become self care. It becomes self harm. Okay. You
0: are spitting some facts. Because what I was going to say is, like, why do I feel more upset at the end of a day if I haven't responded to some email than if I haven't, like, finished the book that I love? Mm -hmm. But then I'm also, like, I've definitely been in modes, even with books specifically, where I'm, like, I really, really have so many books that I want to read and I'm dying to read. And then I focus on getting them done. Like, I focus on the the task of reading that it becomes just that, a task. And then I'm like, oh, fuck me.
1: Yeah. No.
0: So what do we do about these things? Actually, in fact, I think this is why I, like, stopped working out. Or stopped, like, desiring to at all. Because I was like... I mean, I don't know. I think everyone kind of went through their, like, ah, I have to have my dream body when the pandemic ends and then, like, ruined their relationship with working out. Maybe I'm totally projecting, but that happened to me. And, that, like, literally after the pandemic, like, after lockdown ended, I, like, have not worked out consistently at all because it just, like, ruined it. I mean, I even talked about this in that Courtney episode a million years ago. But, like, uh, I don't know. Is that like a human nature thing? How do we avoid that? How do we avoid like doing things we love repeatedly so that they don't feel like an obligation?
1: Well, okay, because the thing is like for your first part of the like why can't, like why can't humans do things like it's because it becomes repetitive and we understand we like make rules and schemes about the r- r- like the world and we kind of jump to conclusions and humans are coded to be as efficient like energy efficient as possible right like that that's part of the way that we survive right so as soon as we like do a task repetitively the joy the wonder the excitement about doing that same task becomes very monotonous and then that doesn't become exciting you're raising your hand but i want to finish just one thing no actually i'm kind of curious because i kind of lost my train of thought
0: <laughs> oh yeah. i'm sorry i <laughs> no, was just it's... gonna say is that just because we're so type a
1: yeah, No, i don't think everyone is like this in the world i really don't like, I...
0: I know that we're speaking very broadly because this is so like nature for us but i really don't know if this happens to everyone
1: the productivity piece
0: no of like the the needing the routine the schedule the doing things.
1: I think people get pretty fed up with their routines and schedules no matter who you are. Okay. I'll buy that. I, I, like, I, I just think that you can go pull most people. There are probably a few people that find a lot of wonder and excitement in the world even during their monotonous tasks that they're doing that might say otherwise. But I think the majority of people would say that. Mm. The productivity piece is the type A part. Like I don't think everyone has this need to be productive. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I'm more curious about because it feels when I look around in my world, in my sphere, that everyone is obsessed with being productive. And that and this is, I think, some of the you mentioned that you wanted to talk about the imposter syndrome of this part, right? Like mm-hmm. of like feeling like you always need to keep up with everyone. Because if I didn't have a productive day, but everyone else had a productive day, what am I doing with my life? Like how bad be- like, like I punish myself for having one day, one day that's not productive, right? So every single day needs to be just as productive. And this is kind of like the hedonic adaptation that I always bring up in regards to money and and all of this is like, you can never be satisfied with the level of productivity that you're actually outputting. If you keep expecting the exact same output, even on the weekends, (laughs) like even on the weekends, maybe you're not doing work, but you got to do the workout. You got to like text these people back. You have so many other tasks that you have to do. Like,
0: and then it's like not. Like not going out or like not having a fun weekend, quote unquote, that can even feel like you're not being productive. What's fucking wrong with us? What? I'm I'm
1: worried this might just be me, but I'm just going to say it. Sometimes I'm like, uh, like the reset part that I mentioned that you mentioned earlier in that episode, like, why do we need to reset? Like the reason I need to reset is so that I can in my head be more productive when I'm done with the reset. So actually the reset, the vacation that I'm on, the time that I take off is not to take care of myself and to take care of my body it's to increase productivity after right like after yeah i don't think
0: that's just you i think you might be more aware of that phenomenon than most productive people um but i think i don't know i think those go hand in hand like when i went to pine bush i was like oh so then like part of me knew but it was so that I could get my life together, quote unquote, when I came back. Like, I was like, okay, after this week ends, I'm going to be like starting a job and like have all my deadlines for like abroad registration and shit. And like, my sister's graduating, my family's coming, and then this like lease starts on this apartment and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I need to go away before that happens. So, yes, thank you for reading me. Anyway. Yes.
1: So what's productivity?
0: I don't fucking know. And also, like, why can't it be more fluid? Like, I feel like it's so. Does that make any sense?
1: Yeah, but I kind of want you to push that. Like, I don't like, yes, and I want you to continue.
0: Okay, I think maybe I want to go back to the summer thing before that I keep mentioning. So. Okay. And the imposter syndrome and the FOMO I mentioned earlier is all ties into this. Um, I can also preface this with like, I get so anxious at the beginning of summer every year. Like I'm always like, there are crazy expectations that I have for it. And like internal, external factors probably play into that. But the whole like, I want to have so much fun. I want to go on a crazy vacation. I want to be like living with my friends, which means I need to be making X amount of money. And then, like, I want to be not spending all of my money subletting some fucking apartment. So then I need to be making more money. And now I'm going abroad in the fall. So I'm like, okay, also I need money for that. Blah, 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 which I all have to be preparing for during the summer. So clearly, all these things cannot exist in a fucking two and a half month window. And there's crazy pressure on summer, I think. It is also, this goes back to you, what you said about like everyone around me is being productive and the imposter syndrome and all of that. The most imposter syndrome-y I feel at Yale is during the summer, which is because I am comparing myself to all the other people from my grade, not even just our grade, like whoever, people that I know and what they're doing over the summer. And I'm like, yes, this goes back to our sellout episode, but I'm like, why is everyone I know working a job that they have told me they don't care about because it's making them five digits or whatever it is? And the imposter syndrome part of it that plays into the productivity we're talking about is like, I feel like I am doing something wrong or I do not deserve to be. I think that's a lot of imposter syndrome, the whole deserve word, but like do not deserve to be at a place like Yale. If I'm not like using it to be getting a job like that, to like be spending my summers Mm. grinding and making a lot of money. Or not even, like, a finance job. It doesn't have to be so limited. It could even just be, like, I don't know. I completely ignore the fact that I go to Yale during the summer, I guess, at the the most basic level. Like, I just am kind of like, okay, back to my normal life. Da-da-da-da-da, you know? Like, out of the simulation for a second. And I think a lot of people are, like, and this is not a negative thing, a reflection on these people who are doing these things that I'm mentioning at all. It's more just like I get stuck in this crazy comparison cycle when it's like, oh, we're not at school and you guys are still all on the grind. And like, what am I doing wrong? And like, why why am I in that school if I'm not using it? Quote unquote.
1: I just like something came up when you said like you deserve your spot at Yale. I would might even go as far to say, like, deserve your spot, period. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that there's like a, I think, and this, I think there's like a stigma of like, what are you doing? What, who are you? What are you if you're not doing work or if you're not doing something, right? Just
0: like in society, you mean? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sure. And so like, it just gets to this place where it's like, oh, well now we have a feedback loop where every single person feels the need to keep being more and more productive which is capitalism and that's i think that there can be benefits i know this is we haven't even really had a conversation about capitalism like our diverging i think thoughts on capitalism i think Mm -hmm. i think capitalism has a lot of benefits but i do think that we get into this thing where like everyone is pushing everyone to be more and more productive which can be again awesome and also we get to this place where it's like the bad part of it is oh when you're not doing that when you're not pushing other people to be productive and you're not getting pushed to be more productive and you choose to step out, well, then you're worthless. Then you have no worth. And that's the sad part. And that's the part that like, maybe that's me. Pro- like that might be my own. Those are like, those words are coming from me, right? So that might be my own internal stuff that I feel. Mm-hmm. But but it's sad that like, I I get it. Like you need to be doing something worthy of your Yale degree or your life, period. Like your time. Like we only have so mm-hmm. many days on this planet and we don't even know how many days we have because that's we have no idea
0: but exactly so why is it not making my time worth it to be like reading the color purple yeah this is back to what i was saying earlier i I think i have an answer okay
1: i think it's because humans are really really bad at understanding death and we choose to evade it and not think about it forever like I think that humans are so good at not thinking about the inevitable, which is death, that we cre- create these crazy rules and we, we tell ourselves like we could die tomorrow. Like that is just a fact. So this why would fire? like there there's a really interesting exercise that I heard, which is like, if I asked you, Lula, what would you do if this was your last day on earth? Like tomorrow, like tomorrow you're dead. Like you would be like a lot of your actions for today would be different, right?
0: Every single one.
1: Okay. Now, what if I told Mm -hmm. you you had a week left, and then you were going to die after a week? Would your week look different than your week that's coming up?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. And then a month. Yeah. And then a and we just keep going out and out. And the thing is, is at some point, and I don't know what the threshold is, but we change, we snap, and all of a sudden, we do what we're doing every day, which we wouldn't be doing if we thought that we only had a year to live or a month to live, and that's super sad. And that's human's inability to cope with death and time. But it is, a guess, a truth.
0: And it's also, I mean, this goes hand in hand with what you're saying, but it's also a control thing, right? It's like if micro, we can control everything that's going on, control our day-to-day schedule, like control what we're eating and when and like where we're pulling up to work and like where you're even parking your car. Then like you don't have to worry about like, oh, am I going to die alone? LOL.
1: But are we really controlling it?
0: No. This is why people have, like, fucking panic attacks at the smallest thing being triggered
1: off. Yeah. It's like when my routine is so set in stone that as soon as, like, a tiny thing gets changed, oh, my God, the world is ending. Oh, my God. Like, I'm worthless. Uh-huh. What? How is that the train of thought?
0: All down to the control thing. This is the, whole, like, anxiety control we've talked about this a million times but like i think it's interesting relating all of that to productivity because to me i feel like a lot of my need to be productive is out of my control okay this is getting me back to the whole like get your life together thing this quote is really stuck in my head clearly and i think it's because like this is part of what I think of when I think of like the pressures of summer is getting your life together. And like, I don't know, literally, I feel like it's like summer's for like touching grass, you know, like, remember you're like alive and there's more than like, however you were spending, like your bubble of college experience. And I feel like the whole getting your life together quote assumes some sort of remedy for like, feeling like you're out of control, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, we are just like repeating the same things that made us feel like we were out of control at college. Yeah. We're just like creating new routines, but of like the same sort.
1: I think that's what's super interesting is like, and I think this goes back to like the control piece too is like, when I mentioned that I impose as strict of a schedule on my learning for coding as a class at Yale might. I kind of see the same as Yale or like, sorry, the same for summer where like, oh, we go into this three month period where we have nothing planned. And I do, I don't like having nothing planned. Like I do feel that way. And I don't think that that's Mm -hmm. in like, that's not necessarily tied just to productivity. It's just like, I don't want to sit in my bed for three months straight doing twiddling my thumbs. Right. Right. Now, again, that's not what probably would happen if I had nothing to do, right? But, um, ellipses, but, but that, in, that uncontrollable fear of, Oh, what am I going to do for three months if I have nothing planned? Oh, well, I have to get my life together. Like that's one thing I can do. And I'm going to pose a schedule that might be even more vigorous than my schedule at Yale. Right Mm -hmm. on my time period where I'm supposed to be exploring myself, exploring the world, figuring out what I want to do with my life, whatever that means. Who decided, like, who's decided that those were the things that we needed to be doing during summer when we could be just having a Phineas and Ferb summer?
0: You know what? I also think it is, at least for myself, I'm just reflecting more on this getting my life together phrase. This is just some maybe even. I'm including this for validation that it's not just you and I, you and me, whatever grammar rules are. Quote, unquote, getting your life together is so romanticized right now. Yes. In the media. Like, I'm thinking about all of these YouTubers that I love. Like, hee hee, the little girlies doing little going about their days. Like, they will literally be captioned, like, get your life to get my life together with me. Or whatever the fuck it is. Or like, have a productive day with me in Seattle. And then I'm like, click, subscribe. And then, this is crazy. This is maybe me being crazy. Or maybe other people. I guess other people do do this. Because these YouTubers have millions of subscribers. But like, when I have a day that has like a million things to do. And I need to feel productive. Click on their videos. Like, when I wake up. To be like, let me start my day. Like, get inspired. This girl is doing this, like, fake productive day aesthetically with her, like, 40 fucking dollars she spent on matcha every other hour. And so, like, okay, I can respond to my emails. Yeah. SOS.
1: Yeah. I, I think about, like, all the content that I loved. I have this, like, romanticized image. I even wrote a – like, in, um, in high school, I wrote a play with this opening scene of, like, there was this music going, and this girl was kind of, like, like kind of dancing throughout the space of, like, a city, kind of getting her life together, right? Like, she would wake up. She would get in the shower. She would go. She would get a coffee. She would talk to the barista. She would go to work. And it was all in this, like, really, like, perfectly choreographed dance, right? And I think that's kind of how it feels when productivity is at its peak perfection mm. right it's like beautiful um and yet doing that every single day is different than doing that one day right like it gets tiring yeah. it gets hard and it doesn't become beautiful
0: it's not romantic and it's not aesthetically pleasing and it's probably not fulfilling
1: well and it, even if it is aesthetically pleasing you're too focused on actually doing doing the actions and completing it to actually appreciate the aesthetic like you're not living in the moment when you're doing that but can I like make sure I want to bring us to another like core piece of this which you said yeah and I feel more strongly about this than in other topics where like I feel like in other topics we kind of just rant and then we just kind of end the episode I want to like at least discuss like okay so what right And like, I don't, cause I do feel like I like the, the thing that I haven't talked about in this episode is that that probably the productivity piece is the part that I'm probably most proud of right now in myself. Like, I love that part of me. Like, I love that I can set my mind on like, okay, well I'm going to start working out every day and then like done. Or like, like I can like tell myself to do these new routines and like, I become, and I'm productive at it. And yet I have a clearly a complex relationship with it because this summer I'm feeling frustrated by those urges. And so like, how do I balance those? And like, how do I make sure that like play, which I think does its purpose is to get you out of that productivity. You're doing things for nonsense, right? Like you're doing those things just because you are doing it because you're doing it. Like that's literally all, like, I don't have a better way to define it. Like you're just going outside of meaning and purpose to just do something fun and silly. Like, how do I make sure that that doesn't become productivity, right? Like, how do I make sure that I keep something in my life, self-care, play, whatever it is, as not productive?
0: Well, this is why I'm like, we need to redefine productive. I think even the way you just said that, like, you love about yourself, that you can be productive, which I totally resonate with. That's like a whatever a characteristic of you as a human which I completely understand being like yes like this is so nice I'm getting my things done and I love that about myself because it is something to love that's amazing how at the same time is there a frustration at the urge to be productive or to do the tasks that make you feel productive not that they can exist at the same time but like is it that the things that you're doing to make you feel productive, like is it that the actual things you're doing are like not fulfilling hmm. you know what I mean,
1: yeah I think like that, it's yeah. one
0: thing like I think there can be a separation between like loving the fact that you're a productive a human capable of productivity and like, okay, I'm making myself wake up two hours early to do a workout I don't want to do, Mhm, you know. Like, maybe you can, like, commit that. Okay, here we are circling back to me being, like, can productivity be fluid? That it's, like, maybe the things, the actual tasks themselves need to be able to be more fluid in our brains. Mm. Like, we need to rewire a little bit to be, like, I can still love that I'm this productive human, but, like, for this week, I'm going to wake up two hours early to, like, draw whatever Mm. you know what I'm saying
1: okay I kind of like where you're going okay can I can I put another thing what (laughs) if like what if it's like an hour of productivity time but only only like allowed to do something that isn't like quote-unquote like productive like it's productivity for unproductive stuff Yes, and that and I can decide it could be Legos. But if I'm feeling like that's productivity at that point, like I need to get my building done or whatever, then maybe it's like watch a TV show.
0: Sure, because that's still like scratching that itch, but is like taking a different form. That's perhaps more playful, or like, like I can still self-tary. check that off exactly. Because I think the whole checking off thing, there's a part of it that's harmful and probably like whatever we're a product of society, but. I think there also perhaps can be a part that's like, oh, I love this about myself and I just love checking things off.
1: Uh, So satisfying.
0: So I feel like this is related. Something clicked in my head like, I don't know, four minutes ago we were talking about it being more fluid and like maybe changing the actual task itself week by week. I've been listening to Crying in H Mart. Do you know this book? No. Okay, so it's by Michelle Zahner, who is the artist Japanese Breakfast who, like, performed at Yale last year for Spring Fling. Yes. Anyway, I thought it was going to be, like, about her songwriting journey or whatever. It's all about, like, her childhood and how she grew up. And it's mostly about her mom passing away, and it's actually very sad. And toward the end of the book, I don't think this is – this is not a spoiler. She's talking about how she's, like, 26 or something and paying, like – a hundred dollars uh to take the train for an hour all the way across the city for an hour of therapy and she was like I already analyzed myself enough like I could probably be getting more out of this a hundred dollars by taking myself to two fancy dinners a week and I was like huh she just like shifted her form of self-care and got so much more out of it and I think looking at it With, like, in the scope of money, like, you literally have this select amount to, like, apply to something is helpful in terms of, like, the fluidity of it all. Like, how you just said, like, okay, what if I do an hour doing Legos instead of, like, an hour of whatever? It's, like, you have a certain amount of input. And you can be, like, mmm, this isn't working for me right now. But, like, I could take the same amount And probably get something more out of it. Dot, dot, dot.
1: Okay. So here's where I'm at from what you just said. Bear with me. I think from this conversation, I'm taking away a few things. That productivity is the result of being afraid of not having control. So we impose this structure that makes us feel like we have control of our life, get our life together, right? We have agency when we have productivity. Ironically, as we've just talked about it, we kind of lose all of our agency and our control when we abide by such strict productivity. And by setting a time, let's say an hour or some amount of money, For controlled choices, Hmm. that is what feels good. Like, hey, I have an hour and I don't know what I'm going to do in that hour, but in that moment, I get to make that choice. That's the control that I'm seeking with the productivity that I impose. And so maybe I love that part of me and maybe that helps me cope with my fear of not having control in life and whatever. Ironically, I don't think it does. So let's add an extra chunk of time. Let's add recess to our days so that we can, hey, recess might be, hey, I really, really want to work on a project that's lighting me up. And that might be based on the productivity piece, but like that is a choice in the moment. You don't have that set in your day. The day is just empty. That hour is empty. It's not for lunch. Lunch, that's productivity. That's eating. This is something you make. In the moment, in the decision, based on how you feel. You look inward and you're like, oh, this is what I want to be doing.
0: Snaps. I think you summarized insanely well.
1: Maybe we should try that. Should we try it? Yeah.
0: Yes. I think it's like if productivity can be more intuitive, then hopefully – it can scratch the productivity itch and be, like, emotionally fulfilling. Yeah. Huzzah. Don't worry, I guys. Re- we fixed your brains.
1: I really like the idea of fluid, fluid productivity. Yeah, I, I literally, I, take away. I
0: could not elaborate on it when that came out of my mouth, but I think this, like, yeah, helped. Helped make some things make more sense.
1: Um... Okay, I think we should move on to we play. But can I just compliment one thing? Yes. Like, honestly, us. I'm just like, thank you. Like, this is like, I remember, like, I didn't know what we were going to talk exactly about. But, like, the things that need to come out, come out in these episodes. And, like, even being virtual and even how difficult it can be. Like, thank you. Like, I'm getting teary. Like, really, really, really thank you. Like from the deepest, deepest inner child in me. So thank you.
0: I love you.
1: Damn, Lula got me crying on the pot. Lula got me crying on the pot. Damn. Um. Okay.
0: Love you. We play. Yay! Okay. I don't know how I fucking played. (laughs) I did a puzzle. I love doing puzzles.
1: That's mine too.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> much puzzling. Down. Yeah.
1: No, okay, yeah. That's mine too. I love okay. starting my mornings off with, with like puzzling. Yeah. So satisfying.
0: And that's so intuitive. Yeah. There we go.
1: Okay. That was the easy okay. to play.
0: Easy. Should we do mind meld?
1: Mind meld. Jesus okay. Christ.
0: Virtual mind meld is like brutal. Uh, okay. I think looking at each other is helpful, right?
1: Three, two, one, pig.
0: Glasses. What did you say? Pig. Pig. Glasses and pig.
1: I don't love mine. That's
0: okay. Three, two, one. TV. Tail. Oh, yours is good. I was thinking Peppa Pig. I like Peppa Pig. Thanks. Okay, T V and Tail. Okay. Three, two, one. Antenna.
1: Antenna.
0: Oh. They're geniuses. Okay. Antenna. Hmm. Antenna? What the fuck can we ask about that?
1: How do they work? I have no idea.
0: (laughs) Technological world, baby. I wish I could tell you. I knew like three months ago. (sighs) What can I ask? I was in this radio class this semester. Shout out. Secret Life of Radio with Brian Kane.
1: Ooh. And... At
0: the end of class, he gave us all these radios and like one of our like our final was like creating this broadcast that he put on the air through pirate radio like he hacked into the whatever channel and people like ran around campus like stretching the antennae to see like where we could pick up the signal that's so cool so if you have like an antenna let's say attached to your body for fun yeah like where would you broadcast in the world who do you want to be reaching just for fun. Like, doesn't have to like, be, like, yeah, intellectual. No, but,
1: like, am I, like, getting, like, am I, like, going for a specific individual? Am I going for a specific state? Am I going for, like, a specific... Whatever like, you
0: want. You could oh, be, like, anything. just Donald Trump.
1: Okay. um, I would... uh, Ooh, that's interesting. Okay. I like that question. I would broadcast to every single super influential person who, like, affected my, like, path in life. That I don't know of. You know what I mean? Mm, sure.
0: That's crazy. I think I would broadcast to with ghosts.
1: Ooh, that's cool.
0: Like, I kind of want to be like, here's what's going on in the world. And they're going to be like, is this dystopia? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to be like, today, I couldn't walk outside without a mask on.
1: Do you believe in ghosts?
0: Ooh, let's do an episode on that
1: okay yeah um we can, we can I think market.
0: i believe I believe in spirits, like souls. I don't know if I believe well, my house is like haunted, and everyone in my family has seen the ghost, so does that Have answer you? your question? Yes, she lives in the dining room,
1: oh, okay, so you believe in ghosts,
0: but I don't really believe in them, but like sometimes I'll get spooked out thinking about a
1: ghost. We should talk to like a ghost catcher,
0: oh, that's a good idea
1: that's cool we that's
0: should do that. cool, okay, okay. This winding episode. I hope this starts everyone's June off in a happier and lighter note. And I hope everyone approaches the summer doing what they want intuitively as much as they can and not feeling too plagued by the productivity machine. Enjoy yourselves.
1: Yay. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for just joining. Jo- wow, I cannot speak. <laughs> <laughs> joining us on this ride, um, that whatever, like because sometimes we are a mess, but like it's always worth it. For we get me, there, at least. we get yeah, there. Yeah,
0: I feel so much better than when we me started.
1: Too. Oh my god, I feel like, alive. Y-
0: yes. Oh, I love you, Boo. Love you too. Okay. Thank you, guys.
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs>